guy came all the way from Seoul. He was a finalist in last year's Seoul International Comedy Competition. Very funny, gentlemen. Please get up for Mr. Jonathan Barillo! Preferences aside, I will accept a hand job. Beggars can't be choosers. Um, um, if you're interested, I don't know what your feelings in the military is, but if you're trying to get out, have this body. It'll help. It'll help. Like most of us from Seoul, a lot of us are teachers. Uh, most of us teach uh, kids. I'm lucky. I teach adults, which is good, because I want to fuck a lot of my students. Um, I also am a little bit stubbly, too, because I'm lazy and I'm not in the military. But the problem is, like, a lot of Korean women don't like this. They come up to me, they're like, ha-ha, why don't you shave it? And I'm always like, ha-ha, why don't you shave it? Two can play at this game. That's just safety. I just don't want to start a fire. That's not vanity at all. Y'all like Superman? Woo! Some people like Superman. That's enough for this next joke. Okay. Superman. When I was a kid, I used to really like Superman. Because, you know, he's super strong. He's got laser eyes. He can fly. He's got a cape. And he's pretty cool. And I remember my father told me, because I want to know how he got his powers. Because I'm thinking like Spider-Man shit. Like, he's just a cool dude who's got some time. He got magic powers somehow. My dad said, no, he's an alien. And I'll be honest, that kind of ruined it a little bit for me. It's kind of like cheating, isn't it? It's like coming from a planet of gods, coming to a planet of weaklings, like, <laughs> I can save you. That's like me going back to first grade now, and being like, shit, son, I can add and subtract. <laughs> yes, I know about my hairline. Do you want to see your name in cursive or not? <laughs> Fuck you, kids, man. My, my Lex Luthor would be like a middle school student who has, like, long division still fresh in his mind. He's like a... Super genius to me, I guess. You know what I think about Superman? Like, what luck that Kryptonian people look and age exactly like white middle Americans. For a spaceship to crash land in, the, in like Kansas in the 1930s, thank God he, they look white. That could have been a very different storyline. I'm sorry, it's true. But uh, the thing is, like, not, e not even just that, but I mean, um, he's an alien, right? He doesn't have to be humanoid at all. Aliens could be anything. This is a wasted opportunity. Think about if Kryptonians look like ETs or Chewbacca's. Yeah, like a super strong laser-eyed Chewbacca is flying around fighting crime. And he loves America. I watched the shit out of that show. That's the most American fucking thing that can happen, man. Uh, and like, now, we know he landed in America because like, Superman stands for truth, justice, and the American way. But, I mean, the world's a pretty large affair when you get down to it. Like, I mean, when you figure that, like, 95% of the Earth is water, we could very easily have had, like, a Superman that was raised by Somalian pirates. Which, African Superman would be badass, pirate Superman would be badass, put them together, Mwah! I love that. I would, I would watch that. I would watch that so fucking hard. No one, no one wanted Canadian Superman, is what I'm getting at. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about your wall there. I had to, had to punch it in to get to risky the lady, you know. I had to risky the lady. I'll fix that up before you go out, all right? Does anybody know about Kinder Joys? That would be fucking canon. No one wants that. 
I will say they did they did experiment a little bit with, with Superman. There was there was a, there was an issue I guess where he where they landed in Russia and they experimented with like what Superman would be like if he was raised in Russia during the Cold War. And like that's kind of cool. Still not good enough because he's still raised by humans for me. Because when you think about it, we have a wonderful history of uh, having our heroes raised by animals. Like we have like Tarzan raised by gorillas in Africa. We got Mowgli raised by wolves in India. We got Miley Cyrus raised by the Disney Channel. We have my cousin Barney raised by meerkats, which you think would make him difficult to socialize, but he is like so social. They're very social animals, what I'm getting at. But the thing is, like, I want to see a Superman that's not raised by humans, because that's like too, too easy, you know? Like, I want to see a Superman that was raised by seagulls. I think that would be the way to go. I mean, it's like, I, I, he has no language comprehension. He doesn't know anything. He has no control over his laser eyes or his strength. Just a super strong, naked, shit-covered man flying around that animal control wants nothing to do with, clearly. It's like he fucking lasered our van in half. We can't have that shit. Uh, he's like easily spooked. Just there's a 747. Just punches out of the sky. And he's flapping his arms too, because that's all he knows. He was raised by birds. He thinks he has to, you know? Like, poor bastard, you know? Poor guy. But that, that's Superman raised, raised by seagulls. I think that would, that would be a more interesting show. Like, you know? And, like, there's, like, a little boy on the beach, you know, about to eat a hot dog. Naked guy flies in, grabs his hot dog with his, like, gnarled feet. His naked dick flicking him in the eye. He flies away. That little boy could be Jimmy. We gotta have some continuity here. We can't rewrite all of history here. It's fucking Superman. He's a goddamn icon. Well, no, I get that. Okay, that's Jimmy. We gotta have a couple other characters. Like, you know, Lois Lane could be like a bag of garbage he fucks occasionally. He's not, he's not discriminatory. He's, he's a bird guy. You know, that's what, that's what he is. Uh, like, uh, his kryptonite was just like people who throw rice at weddings, you know? Because they can't digest that. I mean, he's a human, he can, but he doesn't know that. He thinks he's a seagull. You know? Uh, his, uh, his fortress of solitude is just like another island where like the puffins are. Yeah. Because like seagulls won't go there. That's a puffin island. Puffins are black, seagulls are white, and birds are as racist as a fucking Fox News pundit justifying police brutality. Birds are fucking racist, man. It's true. Don't act like it's not true. We've all seen the footage. And um, I'm trying to think, like, we gotta have, a, like, a Lex Luthor guy in here, too. And I was thinking, like, well, the obvious one would be, like, uh, like an unclipped six-pack ring set, I guess. You know? But that's too obvious, you know? And I, wanted, and I wanted to be very accurate. So I actually did a little bit of research for this part. And I, I looked up online, like, what, what, like, uh, what really bothers uh, seagulls. And apparently, oh, this is true. According to uh, nationalgeographic.com, Seagulls are distressed by a bright, scary owl mask taped to a balloon. So we're not so different, is what I'm getting at. We're not so different, us and birds, because I was thinking, like, you know, if I came home to my apartment and someone had put a scary bird mask on a balloon, I'd be distressed as well. We're not so different. I guess that's the moral of the story, isn't it? The thing is, what I really want to talk about tonight is the black market. You know about the black market? Yep, this guy knows. What did you buy? <laughs> her? Nice. He doesn't even have a name, just a pronoun, just her. Fucking. 
You went to you went to fuck it Thailand too, didn't you? That's where you learned your manners. Fuck it, yeah. I was so sad when I went to Thailand. They told me it was Phuket. That totally destroyed all of like the entendre I could have had. Like it's like it's not Bangkok. It's like, fuck you. It's Bangkok and it's fuck it and it's PP Island. None of this trying to be cultural. No, I, I, the black market's an interesting place. It's like a lot of countries will have like, you can buy like illegal weapons or pet monkeys and stuff. You know, you shouldn't buy it, but I mean, they're, they're there. You know, and a, lot, a lot of the people in these places where you find the black market, a lot, a lot of the merchandise there is for people for like increasing your sexual prowess, we'll say. Or as Korean would say, stamina. Yeah, this guy knows. He ate the dog soup. You know, if dog soup is good for your stamina, I want to open up, like, a wolf restaurant right across the street. Run him out of fucking business, man. I'll take this all away. No, like, the, the, the black market, though, like, they're selling... Because a lot of people in these things, like, they're worried about, like, their sexual organs, I guess. You know, a lot of people think, you know, if you so smoke something phallic, like a rhino horn, or just straight up eat a tiger dick, that's really going to help you in bed, which makes sense if you don't have an education. But I like to think, like, where... Like, I'm going to land, I'll say that 90% of the black market is just various animal dicks. I'll just go, oh, why not? You know, I'm on stage now. I have a microphone. This is true. I, mean, I was thinking, like, how did this whole thing about eating dicks to, forget, to increase your sex life, how did that get started? I have a theory. Not two theories. Sorry, Darnell. Just the one. Just the one. Just the one. Uh, I kind of think it started as a prank, or a dare, if you will. I like to think, like, maybe there was a couple guys wandering around in the woods, and they stumbled across, I don't know, an alligator dick in the woods. It's my story, fuck you. And uh, I see this alligator dick, and one of the guys is like, oh my god, I bet I can get Gary to eat it. And the other guy's like, that's crazy, Gary would never eat a dick. And the guy's like, no, see, because I'm going to tell him it'll be good for his dick. And the other guy's like, oh my god, that kind of makes sense. It is a dick itself, after all. Hey, Gary, get over here. And Gary comes over. And Gary's not the smartest guy around. He's a few buns short of a KFC sandwich. That joke made more sense a few years ago. But uh, you know, he comes over and they tell him, hey, Gary, you see this alligator dick? You eat that? You're going to be a stallion in the sack. Would we lie? And Gary believed him. So Gary ate that dick. Ate it all up. All the while believing it would make him a gleaming paragon of masculine sexual turgidity. And a very tragic thing happened that night, dear people. It, uh, didn't do fuck shit. And, uh, Gary was flabbergasted by this, as you can imagine. He's like, I don't understand it. I ate the dick. What's wrong? So Gary ate another dick. And another. And another. Pretty soon, Gary was eating all kinds of dicks, you know, like lemur, horse, weasel, chicken, you know, like any, basically, any, any dick Gary could get his hands on was going right in his mouth, basically. And a very tragic thing happened is uh, he outlived his pranksters, which his longevity is not attributed to eating the dicks, it's just a coincidence. Don't get any ideas. I know you've been to Fuket. But anyway, he outlived him, so they never got to explain to him that it was all just a huge joke. So he, it just became a lifestyle for him. Gary was eating dicks all the time. But then, 
the other people in the village are like seeing all this, and we're like, uh, Gary's eating like dicks on his porch again. Like, we got like fucking kids running around. Like, yeah, this is a tough conversation to have. We gotta, we gotta go over and talk to Gary. So they, they, they all go over to Gary's like thatched hut, and they're like, Hey, Gary, uh, we gotta address the elephant in the room here. Uh, oh, why eating all the dicks? And uh, okay, I, I like to give, I like Gary. I like Gary. I like to give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, Gary's simple, but I mean, he's not so stupid. I like to think by, like, at this point, he probably figured it out, you know? I figured by, like, Dick 978, Gary was like, all right, guys, you got me. You got me. But by that time, I kind of figured Gary had developed a bit of a taste for dicks. And he couldn't help himself anymore. So, but, but now he's got all the villagers at his front door asking him, and he's like, oh, fuck, I gotta come up with something good. And he remembers what the pranksters told him, so he's like, oh, these dicks, the ones I eat with my mouth. They really improve your sex life. And all of the villagers are like, oh, my God, that kind of makes sense. They are dicks themselves, after all, and no symbolism is too on the nose for us simple country folk. So pretty soon the whole village was just eating dicks, all of them, just to please their ladies, which you kind of got to admire a little bit, because let's face it, men have been shitty to women for pretty much all of recorded history. This is almost uncharacteristically charming that a, that a tribal guy would go into the local drugstore and be like, oh, yes sir, I'd like 14 dried baboon schlongs, the drier the better, so I can go home and pleasure my wife because she's worth it, damn it. It's kind of sweet. Oh, I guess I'm just a romantic. I guess. Well, I kind of can't. You can't blame these people too much. I mean, this is primitive medicine we're talking about. This is the time where, like, oh, your penmanship sucks. Here, smoke this gnarled grandpa hand. You know, they were putting one and one together and coming up with seven. I don't know how math works. You know the weird thing about eating dicks, if you can only pick one. Um, is that a lot of the places where there are all this dick eating stuff is going down is like in the most like traditional of places. And by that I mean the most homophobic of places, which I find to be deliciously ironic. You know, I just like the idea like there's a father guy coming home seeing his son balls deep in another man just going like, well son, I guess I'm gonna have to stone you to death now for being a gay. Then I'm gonna go home and Eat a plate of mashed dicks. <laughs> yes, sirree, Bob. Can't wait till I tidy up from the day's ceremonial slaughtering of the queers so I can get those ripe, juicy, delicious dicks into me from the black market. Daddy's big black market dicks. Daddy's big black market dicks. Gonna keep your pappy hard all night long. Meanwhile, the sun's going, you know what, just fucking kill me. I'll never get it up again after that. You know, if there's, if there's one place that was never eating the dicks, if there's one place, there's probably England. That's probably the only country that, would, that never ate a dick, non-figuratively speaking. I don't even get that one. One guy likes England. Um, but no, and then you think about England, like, they had a pretty big empire, didn't they? Like, the sun never set on the British Empire and shit. You know, they were constantly invading people and colonizing and enslaving people. And like, what with all, 
What's with all this pent-up rage? And I have a theory. Not enough vitamin D in the diet. Because they had the same sexual problems as anyone else. They had the same insecurities, but they didn't have like a, even a placebo means of dealing with it. So they were just like, well, I can't please my missus, so your land is mine now. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's where the phrase eat a dick came from. Because like, when these English guys are going to these other countries like invading and setting fire to like their villages and burning everything down, enslaving people, all the local folks were just like, whoa, dude, guys, chill out, eat a dick. <laughs> Wasn't an insult back then. That was just some fucking sound ass medical advice. And that's all I'm gonna tell you about tonight. So visit a black market sometime soon. Let's get your host back up here. Mr. John Morello! <laughs> guys, you guys have been awesome. You guys, remember? Wow. It's a lot of uh, dick collateral damage going on in the crowd. Guys, you guys have been, you guys have been very patient. Please be respectful. There's one more comedian left. This is going to be his second last show here at Ostown Lounge. This guy's moving away. Going to bigger places. This guy's just comedy all around the world. It's very funny. And he's a cute ass Irish accent, guys. Please get up for Endo Whitney! Uh, give it up for Paul, everybody, at the old lounge. Absolutely fantastic. Give it up for yourselves. Fair play to you for staying here for this long. Uh, yeah, this is a real Irish accent. Uh, the most questions I've been asked in this country is Irish. About, oh man, Boston. <laughs> I wish I was from Boston, then I wouldn't have so many fucking nightmares. Um, a lot of, uh, obviously, a lot of military people here tonight, right? Yeah, military people, yeah. I used to be in the Irish Army, believe it or not. I used to be in the Irish Army, which is a very easy job because we're neutral. <laughs> I was in the Irish Army and I managed two massive consoles. I managed the uh, PlayStation 2. And, and the Xbox 360. No, I was never in the Irish Army. If I was in the Irish Army, we'd all be fucking speaking English. English. That didn't really work out for this. Uh, no, yeah, I am from Ireland. I've been in Korea two years. And I actually have an American girlfriend. Korea has given me an American girlfriend. My first ever Jew. Yeah. Well, like, I thought Jews were kind of like fables. I thought Hitler did the full job. And so... Our history books were written a while ago, lads. All right. So when, when I met my first Jew in, in Korea, I said, Jesus, I'll snap this one up. Huh? Well, the things might be true, she might be rich. She's not, she's fucking poor as fuck. <laughs> all I have is the right to tell Jewish jokes. That's all. So maybe there's going to be gold at the end of that rainbow someday. I don't know, hopefully. But yeah, so uh, we moved in together about a year ago, and uh, I suppose I'll, I'll bring you inside the house of a Jew and an Irish guy. The, I like to call it the Mick Jew camp. <laughs> There's uh, the, uh, no, and that, that's not that's not true, by the way. There is Jews in Ireland. There's about 1,200 Jews in Ireland. That, they live in some like uh, gated community or camp or something. <laughs> Up north, uh, I'm not sure. I've never been there. Never been there. Um, they're not allowed to travel outside it, as far as I know. But, you know, she'll have an Irish passport, she'll be grand. Um, yeah, so we, we live together, and obviously, for her, it's hard living with an Irish... Like, I, I'm, I am a bit of a... I'm a bit of a bollocks. Like, I'm, uh, I'm not... 
I, I don't care about anyone but myself and the crack, you know? We, I am the embodiment of the bad stereotype that is Irish people. People are like, why are you going to Korea? And I was like, because I heard, the, I heard of soju. <laughs> You're telling me I can drink fucking vodka for one euro a bottle? Don't give a fuck what I'm teaching. I'll teach, I'll teach that country they've something, something they've never fucking seen before. <laughs> How to shit yourself four times in an hour. Um, but no, like, there's a thing, uh, like, people ask, why did you come to Korea? Obviously a lot of you guys came to Korea because that, that's part of your job, you had to come here and do your time in Korea, and that's great. But I chose to come here, I chose to come to Korea because I saw Korea as the Ireland of Northeast Asia. Right? There's, there's no rules. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. But what, re what the real thing was, in Ireland there's nothing, there's nothing in nature that can kill you. And in Korea there's nothing in nature, there's no poisonous snakes. There's no, there's no grizzly bears, there's no, there's no sharks, there's nothing that can like, kill you apart from drivers. <laughs> and liver poisoning, probably. Alcohol poisoning, that's the only thing that can kill you. But the one thing that I never thought of, I never even fucking dreamed of, was mosquitoes. We don't have mosquitoes in Ireland. It's too cold and it's too fucking rainy. So my first summer in Korea, and I just moved in with my girlfriend, and she really, she fucking thought she hit the jackpot that first couple of nights. You know when you're just about to fall asleep, no matter how drunk you are, no matter what it is, and that, and then not that they bite, they can bite me all fucking day, you're probably gonna get AIDS, I don't care. But just when your eyes are about to drop, you get zoom, right past your fucking ear. I stayed up for the first night this happened to me. I stayed up the entire night and it started sounding like the mosquito was just going, You're not going to sleep tonight, motherfucker. I just soaked on your girlfriend's tears. I don't know why the mosquito had a, mid a Midwestern American accent, but I can't do any other accent, so I'll just fucking deal with it. Maybe he learned English in Korea. I don't fucking know. But the, the point is, I couldn't fucking sleep. So, when the third time it happened, when he's whizzed by my ear and he goes, I just sucked on your girlfriend's nipple. I'd lost it at this point. I fucking lost it. I was like, oh yeah? Yeah? You just sucked on my girlfriend's nipple, did ya? Yeah? Well, guess what? She's fucking Jewish. Skater goes, because Korean mosquitoes are fucking racist as well, boys. But the poor bitch, we weren't together, we weren't living together like two weeks, and she wakes up that night, and I, I was like, count number, you know those electrified tennis rackets? <laughs> I was just sitting in the corner like this, with a light on my face going, <laughs> She's like, honey, are you okay? I'm fine. You sure you're okay? Fucking fine. But seriously, you shall not Fucking hate Korea. And he hates the Jews. I didn't say it, he said it. And she only got one side of the conversation, so all she could see was me in my fucking delirium in the corner of the room going, she's Jewish. I thought I was Skyping my Irish Catholic mother trying to explain something that she had never heard before. <laughs> but my, my, my mother, before I came here, we had a toast, we had a dinner, and uh, a dinner, we had a dinner, we had spuds on the table. Most spuds out here, apart from on your fucking pizza.
Um, I am, I am from Ireland. I am the potato on your pizza school. <laughs> You're fucking welcome. Uh, no, but my mother said there was one toast that she gave, and like my mother's 60, 67, God bless her, and she still believes in God, God bless her, and um, she, she said she put up a toast and she said, don't, don't kill, you know, don't die, be safe, and under no circumstances, come back here with a Korean baby. And when I told her I had a Jewish girlfriend, she was like, oh, Jesus Christ. I didn't say challenge yourself and find something that's worse. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Jews! They're great. Um, she's my golden ticket for when I go to New York. She's been going, how are you boys? You love a bit of anti-Semitism. Oh, I love it myself. It's all right, she's Jewish. <laughs> and that'll be the last gig I ever do. Um, but no, so she left, she went home, she's coming to move to Ireland with me, and she's gone, so she left a month ago, and she left me by myself in this country, and anyone that's in a relationship here, you're thinking, fucking ten weeks by myself, <laughs> I can't cook, I literally can't boil a spud, I'm fucking starving lads, but, she left and she left, so I said I'd move to a smaller apartment if that's fucking possible. And I, I, I moved to a smaller apartment in, in a place, I don't know if you've heard of Haybanchan in Seoul, it's a, a trendy, fucking full of wankers, basically. Um, but I moved because I got it for 350 a week, right? I moved into this basement apartment and I said, Gran, I'll do it 350 a week, uh, two and a half months, it'll fly by, no problem. Um, after the first weekend, so just two, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, I, had a, I woke up to this massive noise in my kitchen. The fucking ceiling caved in, and there was a swimming pool in my fucking kitchen. A fucking swimming pool, but it wasn't a fucking clear swimming pool. It was a brown swimming pool. I still haven't worked up the courage to learn Korean to ask where it came from. But, so, I have a new, I, I, have to, I don't wear pajamas generally, I don't wear pajamas at all, in fact. But, I, I had to get a new pair of pajamas for the last couple of weeks until it got fixed yesterday. And I just, I'll, I'll show you my pajamas. This is my new fucking pajamas! Because I came out of the kitchen and started running into my room. And I don't have the money to move into another fucking house. So this is what I wear to bed every single night. Glad you find that fucking funny. I really am though. But here, so I can only give you the picture of what it's become since me being fucking bought the, the absolute wizard of killing mosquitoes too. Being in bed alone. Waking up in the corner when a new flash flood of shite comes out of the ceiling. <laughs> Feeling like Noah out of the Bible. As I see the cockroaches and the beetles and the bugs that I still will never identify. I don't know what they are. And I'm not afraid of them. I'm not afraid of the bugs. But I do feel like Noah when I see them clinging on to my cum-hardened winter socks. Floating past my bed, two by two, fucking laughing at me. Going, you're out here deaf now, aren't you, you Irish cunt? 
So that's my life. <laughs> that's great. So how are you? Uh, I like... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't realize why my roommate tried to kick me out of the house. I talk that loud with the cap on. <laughs> she, must, she must hear me and I go... Ah! I'm alone. <laughs> But, so, uh, so Ireland lads, Ireland, uh, I can't wait to go and see your America. I can't wait to go and see uh, my girlfriend's home. She's from New York. She's from Long Island, uh, so New York State. And um, where, is there any New Yorkers here by any chance? Anyone from New York? What states are we from? Maybe is there Texas people here? I heard someone from Texas. Yeah. Woo! Got a good friend from Texas. All right, and, and I, I love America already. I, I came to Korea and it felt like I moved to America because everyone that speaks English is American anyway. So I feel like I know more about the geography of America than I ever have previously. But I'm so excited now, the countdown's on. I'm about to go to America for the first fucking time. I'm about to go and meet like Americans on their home turf. And I'm, always, I'm asking everybody before I finish up in this country, I'm like, what, if you were landed in New York City tomorrow, what is it that you would go see? Is, that, is there any suggestions out there? What would you go see? Statue of Liberty, all right. There's enough big birds in Ireland. I'm all right for that one, thanks. There's enough big girls in Ireland, big fat fuckers. Don't need to see the Statue of Liberty, Grant. Is there anything else? Times Square, Times Square. What did you say? Do you know what I want to see? Do you know what I want to see when I go to America? Because I've never seen it before. I want to see a Walmart. <laughs> Ireland does not have Walmarts. And I want to walk into a Walmart in America. And I want to get to the back of the line of a load of people in handicapable scooters. <laughs> and I want to walk past them and take the keys out of all their lazy bastard ignitions. That's what I want to go, that's what I want to go, and I want to go to the southern states of America, go a little bit south, like the place that you don't see on TV maybe as much since Atlas went off telly. And I, I want to go down, and I do, I want to go down, and I want to like, I want to be a bit chancy, I want to be a bit of a prick to them as well. I want to go down to the southern states of America, like where that, that, that Baptist church is, what the guys who were, the, 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 the guys who were like, uh, who were like, bitching out Ireland for legalizing gay marriage, but they had the flag, well, the Westbury, Westbury, right, yeah, yeah. Oh, I want to do a gig in their church. I want to do, I want to do a gig in their church and, and bring them to open to the possibility that maybe, maybe Jesus was gay. Maybe Jesus was gay. He hung around with his mother for half of his life and the other half of his life, he hung around with a whore that he never fucked. Is that not, I'm just looking at the facts, that's all I'm saying. Maybe he was gay, maybe he was Irish. But what I do know is when I get kicked out of these places, and I will get kicked out of these places, but uh, there should be an, 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 an impending sense of doom when I'm picturing getting chased out of fucking like Alabama, like fucking pitchforks and fucking torches and all that. All I can see, all I can see is four people on obesity scooters. <laughs> One dressed like Colonel Sanders. The other like Ronald McDonald and then Ben and Jerry. They're just like, they're just like, Jesus was a fuck, Jesus was a... And I'm allowed to say that now. Because gay marriage is legalized in Ireland. So if you want to be equal, I can make gay jokes too. Ah, yeah, time straight, yeah. And the day I realized that I would have voted yes for uh, gay marriage equality in Ireland 
was the day that I missed uh, a food from home that I've, that I've never missed so sorely. Is there food that you guys have in your, from your hometown that you, you fucking... Enchilada. Like a proper enchilada, right? Anything else? Wendy's. Wendy's. All right, Wendy's, Wendy's, Wendy's. Fucking Wendy's, right? Uh, yeah, fucking down straight. There's a thing I miss, there's a food I miss from home, and we call it a breakfast roll. Alright, so it's a, it's a baguette, but it has a full Irish breakfast smashed into it. Fucking eggs, ba uh, bacon, we call them rashers, sausages, beans, the whole lot, dripping like a fucking woman on a bad rag. Oh, and that is, oh, Jesus Christ, when I realised, when I realised when I would vote yes for the gay marriage referendum in Ireland, I pictured that role, and I said, I would take the loving of a big, big black man to get that breakfast roll inside me right now. I think I'm going to leave you there, folks. My name is Enda Whitney. Thanks very much. Oh, my God. We made it. We made it, guys. Hell, yeah. The assholes left. That was pretty dope. Fuck, yeah. Oh, guys, you guys have been lovely tonight. Uh, I want to let you guys know that. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> this podcast has been brought to you by Ritual Misery. For more great shows, go to RitualMisery.com and support us by clicking on the Amazon banner. Thank you.